Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, the soul, part five. And before we get started with this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Belly, the founder of Lucis Trust. Alice Belly wrote 24 volumes of literature, and those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from Alice Bailey. The great need at this time is for experts in the life of the soul and for a group of men and women who, undertaking the great experiment and transition, add their testimony to the truth of the statements of the mystics and seekers of the ages. Alice Bailey says there is no such thing as my soul and your soul there is only the soul. What does she mean? She's implying that there is no separation, I think, on the plane of the soul. The soul is a particular plane in consciousness, a particular level. And um, on that level, the, the separation that we experience in the physical realm and in the emotional realm and in the mental realm is not experienced. We obviously know we're separate from other bodies, and we know that we don't always understand how other people feel, and we also know that we don't always agree with what other people think. So there is separation. There is my mind and yours, my emotions and yours, my body and yours, but on the level of soul, there is only the one soul, and yet we speak all the time about my soul and your soul as if they are separate. I don't know why we do that. Well, it's a function of the mind. The mind tends to separate, and the mind is what is being, uh, is the point of focus right now, the development of the human mind. 
And uh, the mind separates and divides and analyzes. I mean, the lower mind I'm talking about, <coughs> because there are three levels of mind. But its function of the lower mind is doing what it's supposed to do, is to analyze and to take apart and to uh, divide and separate. And so I think that's why we, we tend to separate this uh, thing called the soul, too, and to uh, say my soul, because we so are so identified with our physical bodies <clears throat> that it's, it's me and my and everything is mine. So we, we uh, translate it into the soul as well. And everything uh, we have is put into maintaining the ramparts of the separated self, our uniqueness, our specialness, our individuality, our unduplicatability. There is nobody else like us. And if we believe that, then we tend to um, anchor our understanding of the soul in our separated, unique individuality, or what we believe is our unique and uh, isolated individuality. So it's a, like you say, it's a factor of uh, trying to um, understand the soul in terms of our lower physical and personal nature when in fact the soul is trying to draw each of us up and out of our uh, splendid isolation onto the level of our oneness. And we seem as a species to resist that with everything we've got when in fact it's the answer to our suffering and it's the answer to our our problems and our misery. What's What's interesting today is to see, or you could look back say at the past century and say that uh, this most violent of all centuries in terms of warfare throughout human evolution and uh, the um, natural miseries that we've seen just in the past year with the tsunami and the hurricanes, let alone the famines and so on, we've seen a great deal of suffering. And what's interesting is that those experiences, I think, are breaking down our sense of being separated at the level of the soul. Right. It's, it's in fact, those natural disasters. I, w I was thinking, just <clears throat> preparing for this program, that... Um, it develops our sensitivities mm -hmm. and maybe in the mind of God somewhere this is the the reason why these hurricanes are, and uh, earthquakes happen uh, and all these natural disasters I don't mean that he's trying to punish us because there are thousands of peoples that are, are killed in these natural disasters and, and houses and homes are destroyed and devastated and so uh, we are so um, uh, focused on the form life, we, we see these as terrible things. But out of all of this is coming a greater sense of sensitivity because we are reaching out automatically to and giving of ourselves, giving of our money and our time and our, our substance to help out the uh, <coughs> survivors and uh, those uh, families that uh, have lost loved ones, we tend to reach out. And all of this is creating a more sensitive human being. And that's, that's part of that soul aspect coming through. It's developing the sensitivity to uh, <clears throat> transcend. And it's breaking down the, the barriers that um, 
each of us has erected around ourselves to maintain our our isolated individuality. Suffering and hardship break down those barriers like nothing else. But I think the point of the spiritual path is that we can reach a point in consciousness and in wisdom and understanding where we no longer need those blows of life to remind us that we, on the level of the soul, are one. And this is the testimony of the great uh, saints and mystics and initiates who tread the way and make it clearer and easier for the rest of us to follow. They have experienced directly the one soul, and their testimony is available to us in the great writings that they have left and the descriptions of the state of consciousness, which knows no barriers. Each of us has, by by right, access to that same realm, but we enter it through sacrifice, through unselfishness, through service more than any other uh, action, through meditation and prayer, through love, through forgiveness, through compassion. All of those attributes are points of admission into experience of the one soul. And they carry us right back to, the, to a sense and understanding of the one soul. And that, that is the great uh, value of uh, <clears throat> these teachings because they, they provide us a, an understanding of the pathway that we have to tread back to that one soul. That's the quality and the characteristic of the soul at, at the source, at the soul on its own plane, as it is said. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is that soul on its own plane that is group conscious, that has not this individualized sense of consciousness. It, it knows only the group aspect of consciousness. It is the <coughs> sense of oneness and wholeness. And uh, that's the quality that we have to uh, <coughs> try to uh, begin to understand and be sensitive to and manifest the best we can in our daily life. And when one has reached that stage of understanding or state of being, then one can return to the realm, the physical realm of form, and use it at will and for purposes of service and uh, uh, redemption of life on earth, but all the while retaining that, that awareness, that unfailing consciousness of the oneness of um the soul which is the human kingdom and these people then are the the light bearers the way showers who uh, chart a course that the rest of us can follow but I want to emphasize again the that the way into that level of consciousness is the um, inheritance of all of us but it's it's gained through the sacrifice of all that keeps us separate and individuated and um, alienated actually from uh, our fellow human beings. If we start examining our actions and our uh, choices and our uh, desires, we might be quite startled to realize how much energy is put into maintaining and strengthening the boundaries of the personal separated self. Starting to examine those is a good place to begin 
because uh, that's where our work is cut out for us in doing away with all of the thoughts that keep us separated, all of the thoughts that say me first and my mine, my people, my group, my family first. And um, my desires should be met and I am different than you and I need special understanding and uh, I've uh, worked harder and achieved more than you because I'm better than you and all of those kinds of thoughts, those work against the one soul and we can all begin to examine our consciousness for them. There's a, a beautiful statement from the Ageless Wisdom that I think kind of sums up this, this whole discussion of the one soul. It says that the macrocosmic whole is all there is. Let the group perceive that whole and then no longer use the thought, my soul and thine. The macrocosmic whole is all there is and we are all a fragment of it. Lovely thought, I think. It sure is. Uh, for those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today is The Soul, Part 5. We have a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the book Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. It's one of the first books that I read, and uh, the reason I liked it is it helped me to establish a priority. All those topics from the 24 volumes of uh, Alice Bailey books are uh, abridged, summarized in this book, Ponder on This, and it more or less gives one a an idea of which uh, topics uh, I'd like to explore in greater depth later on. You can more or less make a priority list of what you'd like to approach for first as far as the multiple number of themes in the Alice Bailey books. Now, the special offer comes in the form of uh, free shipping and handling, and the cost is $16. You have to send a check or a money order, $16, to Lucis Publishing. Ask for the book Ponder on this, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And um, if you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason, if you'd like a general package of information, it gives you a lot of uh, information on uh, Lucis Trust. What is it? I guess the most frequently asked uh, question is, um, is Lucis Trust a religion? Well, no, it's not. It's a spiritual philosophy organization, and uh, there are people from all different religions, walks of lives, who uh, have um, expressed interest in Lucis Trust and read the Alice Bailey books. But if you'd like that general package of information or uh, other cassette tapes of radio shows or or uh, any of the 24 volumes of books, give us a call on the toll-free number, which is 1-866-695-8247. Uh, that's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S, if you'd like to. You could key into our website, which is www lucistrust.org you can find out a, a lot of information about Lucis Trust on the, by keying into the website and also uh, you can um, also take a look or listen to our previously archived library of past radio shows that you can find out through the website as well once again www.lucistrust.org and uh, let me repeat that telephone number one more time because uh, we've been having heavy rains we've had some phone problems uh, our telephone number once again uh, 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it, 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. We've been 
If you've called and couldn't get a response, uh, please try again. Uh, uh, telephone ser service has been um, not working right for about a week or so because of those heavy rains. So don't hesitate to call, and you'll certainly very soon, uh, in fact already, you'll probably get a, a response or someone picking up that phone. And once again, we're speaking about the uh, soul, uh, part five. I, th I think of the soul as a, uh, as, a, as a friend, but I'd like to get to uh, know the soul a lot better. Uh, how can we cultivate a sense of our soul? There are a number of spiritual practices uh, that one can um, uh, try. I think one that's especially meaningful is to develop a sense of the good, the true, and the beautiful. In other words, to start seeing life and one's own life in those three terms, the good, the true, and the beautiful, because those are expressive of the soul, and we should look for it every day. There's a, a practice that many people uh, engage in when they get ready to go to sleep. They review the day, examine it for whatever it had to teach them, and they try to name one example of the good, another example of the true, and still another of the beautiful that day. No matter how bad a day they had, there is something good, something beautiful, something true that was um, um, notable in that day. And if you're having a hard time identifying that, maybe you need to deepen your sense of what is good, true, and beautiful. Maybe it would be an example of somebody, a stranger, picking up the gloves of someone just as they got off the subway train and making sure they left with them. That's an example of the good. You might have to start very small. And the beautiful might be the way the sun shines in the windows of the office complex across the way just as uh, evening comes and that, that radiant orange-red lights up the, the glass. Look for the small things to begin with, but it's there. Yes, the soul represents the quality aspect, and mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> it is what it's supposed to bring to the to the life, to our life, is the quality, because it is it stands as that middle principle between God and pure spirit and pure matter. It is the middle principle of the quality of life, quality, and form, and that's the one another way of looking at the Trinity. So it's the quality of life that you try to attain in your livingness and uh, reaching for quality wherever you can find it around you and expressing quality. And, and I think that's one way to really begin to uh, gain a sense of the soul because once you set up these, a, um, a condition of quality in your life, that will automatically begin to resonate with the soul and begin to uh, uh, vibrate in harmony with the soul. So that sense of quality comes through. Another um, practice is to develop or cultivate impersonality, both towards oneself and towards others. We're told we should be attached to souls, but detached from personalities. What do I mean by that? Well, souls heal and aid each other upon the way, but personality relationships only drain and devitalize. 
And if we learn to distinguish between those two, we might uh, get a better sense of what relationships we have are truly soul-based and what relationships are more personality-anchored. The impersonality of the soul is not cold or distant, but it lifts its gaze above the level of the personality's petty concerns and sees the oneness that unites us all. And I think that word relationship that you just mentioned is also the key, too, because <clears throat> the building of relationships is um, is the way of overcoming all that, that separativeness that uh, the law mind tends to inject into our lives and that we tend to create. And so it's building relationships is actually the building blocks that of the pathway back to the soul and uh, it's one relationship after another. It's uh, not only at the human level, I mean at the personal level, it's, it's also building relationships within the community and in the nation and between nations. So it's, it's a, uh, another way of expressing the quality of love, and that's the characteristic, main characteristic of the soul, is love. Mm-hmm. Another way to cultivate the sense of the soul is to look for the divine in all people, and I would say most especially in those from whom you feel most alienated or estranged. Remember that in everyone there is the divine, imprisoned in many, but it's there. Look for it. When you're having difficulties in relationships, remind yourselves that you are in the presence of a child of God, just as they hope. Uh, just as you hope they know you are. We are all divine in origin and divine in destiny. Remind yourself of that, because that awakens not only your ability to see others as souls, but it might very well stimulate the soul within them. Nothing so helps us grow toward our better angels as the realization that someone sees us in our better terms and doesn't just endlessly focus on our failures and our shortcomings. And the soul also gives us that essence that uh, enables us to adapt. It's, it's an adaptability that um, uh, keeps us moving forward. And if we, we tend to give up and say, I want to stay where I am and I don't want to adapt to any anything, any other better way of life, then uh, we, we close down that uh, opening to the soul, but the, the soul gives us the power and the essence and the ability to adapt to something new, to a better quality, to a better uh, outlook on life. And uh, those times when we feel depressed, or then that is the very time to begin to focus back on the soul because that's really who you are. That's why crises are of such value to the soul, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it calls upon that adaptability, that mutable quality. Right. And it's, it's the, the crisis is, that, that's a very good point to bring out because the crisis uh, is, brings through the, the soul qualities if we realize that's what the purpose of crises are. Mm-hmm. Another way to cultivate the soul that I think is useful is to cultivate gratitude 
for absolutely everything. And I do mean everything. Gratitude for the shape your life is in, whatever it might be, be grateful for it. For one thing, there are millions, if not billions, of people on, on Earth far worse off than you or I are. We are blessed to live in an affluent society and uh, all the benefits and gifts and opportunities that come with it. Cultivate gratitude because even with bad circumstances, it's said in the Ageless Wisdom that there is no circumstance that does not offer some gain to the life of the soul. So even the bad things have much to teach us. And they hone down our rough edges, you might say, the the friction of crises and tests can make us more resilient, more compassionate, more unselfish, and that's all to the good. So when you go to bed, say thank you for this day and mean it, and think of something to be grateful for. Yes, and to get back to that, that question, how do we cultivate a sense of our soul? I think you mentioned earlier about meditation, and that's so very important for those people who are ready to uh, begin to uh, think about meditation. And everybody can, can do this. Um, in fact, in the Arcane School, we have a uh, one of the first meditations. We have the Master in the Heart, and it cultivates the very connection with the soul that's the very purpose of it, is to open that passageway to the soul. And so using meditation this way is a very good way to um, cultivate that sense of the soul. The soul is called uh, sometimes the voice of the silence. And that relates to this practice of meditation. There's so much noise in the world, so much communication, and in many ways it's good. But sometimes do you ever wonder if people ever shut up? And <laughs> not only in their speech, but in their thinking, they're constantly uh, engaged in some kind of stimulation from the media or the outer world. But the voice of the silence needs solitude and um, withdrawal from the outer planes in order for its voice to sound. And that's uh, the value of meditation and uh, the ability to be at home in your own skin, to not constantly need to be out in the world and amongst other people. That, that's very hard if you're so used to uh, chatter, chatter, chatter on your cell phone and your computer and your, uh, uh, with your friends all day long. <coughs> it's very difficult to withstand the quiet. Yes, at <laughs> first. Uh, you, <laughs> you, you, come home, like you come home, you open the door, and it's very quiet, there's nothing going on. Don't turn on the radio, don't turn on the TV. Stand and enjoy the quiet for a few minutes, and uh, just to let it sink in and be thankful that you have this quiet place in your, your world. And finally, in closing, how do we cultivate a sense of our soul more than anything else through service, through living for a purpose and a cause and a reason that is beyond the interests of the individual self? When we give of ourselves to something greater than ourselves, we unite with it, and that breaks the barriers of the separated existence. We break through that barrier when we serve. 
Please take advantage of the special offer from Lucis Publishing Company. Uh, ponder on this is the title of the Alice Valley book that's at a discount today, and the discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. Ponder on this is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Valley, available for $16. Uh, send the check or money order, $16, to Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. If you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason, general package information about Lucis Trust uh, is for free, and we'll be happy to send it out to you, or cassette tapes of other radio shows, or to order other books. Give us a call at 1-866. That's our toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of one 866 New York Lucis, and also uh, uh, we appreciate your donations. Uh, that's what keeps us on the air is those uh, donations. They are tax deductible. If you would like to um, uh, send us a donation, a donation send, it, send it to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.